Welcome. I'm Anastasia Glova, bringing you the Cato Daily Podcast. Full and edited versions of our podcasts are available on our website at www.cato.org. In a recent Cato Daily commentary, Executive Vice President David Bowes has brought attention to the dissolution of the small government ideal within the Republican Party. Today, we will ask him how this happened and what can be done to remedy the situation. Republicans won control of Congress 12 years ago. How have they lived up to the contract of America that they promised? The Republicans took control of Congress in 1994 by declaring that Democrats had given us a government that was too big, too intrusive, and too easy with the public's money. But in 12 years, the Republicans have done everything they complained Democrats had done. They have spent over the past five years 48% more money, the fastest rising spending in many years, if not ever. They have gotten the government involved in everything from education to marriage to banning marriage to subsidizing marriage to investigating professional football and college football. That's pretty intrusive. And in terms of big, they've given us a government that is bigger and unfortunately more corrupt than the one they came in with. So no, they haven't lived up to it very well. Why have Republicans steered so far away from the small government ideals that brought them to power? One of the problems is that if you don't have a clear vision, you don't have anything to follow. And I think the Republicans lost the vision they came in with. They came in with a Reaganite vision of less government, less spending. They even talked about getting rid of the Department of Education and maybe the Department of Energy. But they didn't get that done at first. Obviously, they faced a Democratic president who was a very effective communicator and politician. And they lost that vision. They got very comfortable. People always talk about uh, people who come to Washington to do good and end up doing well. Well, the Republicans have done very well. They've raised lots of money. Uh, they've gotten very close to the corporate lobbyists who don't want any significant change in Washington. They just want contracts. Um, they've given us lots more earmarks instead of rational budget processes. Without a vision, it's very difficult to make these things happen, and without the kind of leadership that Reagan provided. Now, I didn't agree with Reagan about everything, but he always had a clear vision. What do we have today? We have Denny Hastert and Tom DeLay and Bill Frist. There's no Republican leadership there. And then we have President Bush, of course, who has possibly a clear vision, but it's not a Reaganite vision. It's not a limited government vision. It's a vision that when somebody's in trouble, government has got to move. And if that's your guiding star, you're not going to be delivering limited government. So if the Republican Party has failed America, can libertarians organize and offer a coherent vision of a better alternative? Well, that's an interesting question. Gallup polls show that about 20% of Americans fall into the libertarian category, at least that they're for smaller government, and more personal freedom. And so they're different from liberals and conservatives. And we have an upcoming Cato Institute study that also finds about 15 or 16 percent fall into that category. And yet they don't seem to have much leadership. They have think tanks. They have the Cato Institute. But they don't have many political leaders, and they don't have any organized pressure groups. And I think one of the problems is that people who don't want much from government are less likely to organize pressure groups. So that's a problem for us. On the other hand, if you poll Americans and say, is government too big, they say yes. If you say, do you prefer smaller government with fewer services or larger government with more services, people say they prefer smaller government. 
When you remind them that smaller government with fewer services also means lower taxes and more services means more taxes, then it gets even bigger. An even larger percentage want smaller government and lower taxes. When you put taxes on the ballot, which you can do in a lot of states, people tend to vote against the taxes, even when they're told government services will be cut. Even when they're told old people will be eating dog food, they still don't vote for tax increases. So if we could have a national referendum, people would vote to balance the federal budget and to cut taxes. But we don't have that. So what we do need is political leadership to stand up and say, this is the direction, this is what we want, this is where we ought to be going, and it's where most Americans want to go. And we haven't had that kind of leadership. And I must say, I don't see it among the current presidential candidates, which is a problem. But we are, at the Cato Institute, preparing the research and the studies and the evidence that will be useful for a candidate for president or for senator or for governor who would want to lead in that direction. I really think there's sort of a political market failure going on here that 64 percent of Americans prefer smaller government and lower taxes, and yet no presidential candidate is appealing to that constituency. This has been Cato Daily Podcast. Thank you for listening.